Warning, this podcast has stories of real-life events and true crime that happens every day. These stories may contain adult language and graphic or disturbing details not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Another episode of War Stories. I'm Tom. I'm Chuck. And uh, I've I'm I'm I, how many times am I going to say I'm excited for this guest? But I really am, and I think our uh, audience will be as well. Uh, yeah. This is going to be. I'm going to tell people up front. This is going to be a two parter. It's definitely going to yeah. be a two parter. Um. So tell us, tell us, Chuck. How did you find our guest a little bit, and then we'll get into well, his background. <clears throat> So ever since we were talking like about like, when we saw the whole Ukraine thing popping off and talking about how, you know, vets were going to be going over there and, and all this stuff. And then you started seeing a lot of people on Instagram and things like that um, start making it known like, hey, we're doing this, we're doing that. And then so I started really following it and keeping track of everything and and, and looking at some of these. And we were covering um, the podcast. And- yeah, some of these vets that were going over there. And I came across uh, that guy sleazy so many times um, on Instagram and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I started following his page. Um, and man, I, I got to tell you <clears throat> not one, but two tours um, in, in Ukraine and is a Marine Corps vet. So I was super enthralled by that. So I started looking at it and his story and watching it as it's going, it was just, it was pretty, pretty interesting to, to, to view on um on instagram and i thought it was really cool and i i finally just said fuck it i'm gonna reach out and i reached out and you know um he said he would be delighted to come onto the show and and um he is nothing short of a fucking hero to be quite honest and has the medals to prove it and uh i thought it was pretty fucking cool what's that expression definitely not a hero yeah that's it's hard to hear that right well should we call you sleazy what should we call you yeah, man, whatever works, Sleazy, Bryce, you know, I pretty much go by just about everything. So it's at that guy Sleazy on social media. Um, yeah. My name yeah. is Bryce. Welcome to the show, man. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, appreciate y'all. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, I don't I don't think I'm anything special. Uh, just a, another guy for the Lord's work, you know, just fucking right. uh, having having fun, fucking put, putting lead down range. Um, but how, uh, but how rare? How rare is it for someone? To serve in the United States, and the, the like, the Marine Corps, or the Army, or something like that, and then just the, U, the U.S. military, and then a fucking war pops off in a different part of the country, and they're like, "I'm going." Well, it's and, not that rare. They're called mercenaries. It happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. to me, I think it's everyone talks to talk, but no one really walks the walk. No, and you I, see I get what a you're small saying. portion of people and do it, and I just thought it was like so crazy. And then you to come back to know how volatile it was over there, and to come back. Um, twice and yeah. Chuck's, okay. got a, Chuck's got a boner. That's that's, that's all pretty cool. Thinking. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so, I pretty much had a boner the whole time I was over there. So and, and as much as this is my thing, I would I my family. Uh, let's put it this way: my grandmother thanks you because my grandmother was born in Zidimer, Ukraine. Uh, oh. So my my grandmother fled. People who've listened to the show long enough have probably heard me tell the story. My grandmother fled when. Uh, the communists took over during the civil war mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she made it out when she was like a wee baby child, like eight years old, maybe younger. 
And they were going to kill her and her family because her father was in the army, but he was on the losing side. And they said, you're a Soviet now or else. And he said, the fuck I am. And they went fine, yeah. you know, report to the camp. And instead of reporting to the camp, he packed up his family and, and fled. And they escaped through yeah. Europe, through England, and ultimately to Canada, where my mother grew up. So yeah. when I was seeing all this stuff coming out about Ukraine, I was, it was upsetting, right? It's 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 weird to to be angry about stuff happening in a country I've never visited, but I still feel emotionally tied to. Uh, so yeah, I get yeah. what Chuck's saying. I look at the guys that put their money where their mouth is and and said it's like all the celebrities that said if Trump gets elected, I'm leaving and I'm moving to Canada. And they and never. never yeah. And I'm I'm yeah. still waiting for that bunch of celebrities, the news to say Rosie O'Donnell moved to Canada, Alec Baldwin moved to Canada. Hey, if Al Baldwin had moved to Canada, there'd be a, a, a camera director of photography that'd still be alive. There would, there would. And how he's not in, in jail for, for that is <laughs> mind-boggling because, I mean, you you jaywalk across the street and you're getting fucking hemmed up if not beaten on the corner. But yeah, this old boy can shoot somebody on camera and yeah, that's a whole other yeah. yeah. So you put up and you didn't shut up. You put up, right? That's the whole expression. Put yeah. up or shut up. And he and you put up. So let's let's go back, man. I, I think this is cool. I, I'm going to have a ton of questions when we get to the Ukraine stuff. But on our show, we like to start out with telling us about yourself and how you became a Marine in the first place. So please, by all means, Bryce, what, how did you end up in the Marine Corps? Yeah, man. So uh I grew up in a, uh, a small town in uh, uh, North Texas, um, about 45 minutes north of Dallas. Uh, now it is Dallas. Before, when I was growing up, it was pretty much uh, ranches and farms um, right. uh, all the way around, all around us. And now it's uh, just a concrete jungle. So it's it's wild to, to go back there from, from growing up. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, ever since I was a kid, I always uh, was intrigued with uh, like war movies, you know, and um different uh call of duty style games and stuff like that and i always envisioned myself being um you know the bad guy's boogeyman you know and the cool spec ops fucking um boogeyman shit you know john wick um right ex exactly you know like i like i just uh something about that appealed to me and i was like the the guys that were out there operating like doing the that cool shit like just it intrigued the mess out of me so um i think uh so i always like had a vision of, of a military but um didn't and i think i was probably around i don't know 10 10 years old 12 years old something like that and um in my small town we had uh you know like a christmas parade and uh, a tree lighting ceremony in the center and everything like that and uh one year um went to, you know the parade went to the tree lighting ceremony and stuff like that and there was a, a marine recruiter there and he was handing out um these badass uh uh marine corps posters and yeah. uh it was it was very uh it i don't i don't know if you've seen it it's a uh, old school it's when i say old school you know early 2000s um but they, uh was the the marine and like half of him is like a picture of him and the other half is like the green checkered kind of like uh kind of coming into the new modern uh warfare technological warfare and stuff like that mm -hmm. so it was uh the green checkers on like the, like the ai was building him and stuff like that 
Um, so I was like, I want that poster. Like, did you put it up in your room? Dope. I want it. Hell yeah, I was hanging up in my room. I think I hung up in my room until I graduated high school and went to the Marine Corps. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna but, laugh uh, if you had the uh, the one the Marine re, the recon Marine coming out of the water with his rifle pulled up because that's the one I had in my I, room. I did, I did have that one also. I, I, had, oh, I had that one. Uh, <laughs> the one that I'm about to tell you how I got it, and then uh, was it uh, uh, in the delayed entry program. Um, they did the throwback to like one of the World War II um, Marine Corps recruiting posters where it's like the two guys, uh, they're both Marines, but standing next to each other or whatever, um, mm-hmm. like the big square jaw and everything like that. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, so I saw so I saw this poster and I'm like, I got to have it. So I went and talked to the, you know, the Marine recruiter and I was like, I was like, hey, man, like, can I have a poster? And he was like, uh, yeah, you got to give me, you know, 10 pushups or whatever. And I was like. Oh, I can do that. That's easy. Whatever. So like, right. <laughs> so I'm starting to not knock them out. Whatever. Like, I think I missed it by like one or two, like whatever the number was, like I missed it by one or two. And I was like, I was like, well, I, I almost got it. Like, let me, let me have the poster. He's like, no, you didn't, you didn't do it. Like, I'm not giving you the poster. He's like, here's a lanyard, but like the poster <laughs> is this, this is what you got to do to get it. You didn't get it. So you can have a lanyard. And like, I was so mad, but also like, I just wanted it that much more um so you know i'm walking around with my family and stuff a little bit later and we're getting ready to leave and i told my mom i was like no i want this poster like let me try it one more time she's like all right whatever so we go back over there and uh i did it and i got the poster and like ever since then i was like this is what i want to do like it, it's not just handouts and give me's it's if you don't meet the requirement you're not getting it like this is the requirement either do it or get the fuck out of here Simple as that. And you know what's um, funny so is I, you had that in inside of you as a kid, right? You recognized yeah. as a kid, you said, oh, that's fair. That's legit. Like, he sets his expectations and he expects that. And it, you probably had a bunch of things happen in your life that didn't do that. And you well, went, yeah, no, was, well, like, so my, so my dad is, my dad was old school. Um, so it, it uh, instilled a lot of things that, the Marine Corps also instills into people, um, right. but uh, like structure and stuff like that. But uh, my, my, my old man was very set in his ways. Also like, no, I said, do this. Mm-hmm. And then you can do this. Well, if you don't do this and you can't have this right. um, type, type deal. So that. that's, that's kind of how I recognized it. And I, and I yeah. correlated it and I was able to understand it. But, uh, but then like I started, you know, learning more about the Marine Corps, you know, through, you know, middle school and high school. And uh, knew how, you know, Marine Raiders and, you know, all the cool boogeyman shit that, on aside from just your basic Roman in the Marine Corps, you know, your basic infantrymen going, doing cool shit. Um, you also had the elites inside of the, like the elites inside of the elites, really. Yeah. Um, right. And uh, I was like, I was like, that's that's dope. Like, that's what I do. Like, you know, I want to do recon. I want to go to Marsoc, you know, I want to do all this stuff. And, when did you uh, go in? Cause Marsoc was new when I went in. Cause they just brought back Marsoc- Raiders. Yeah. Marsoc, I think star came back in 08, I think something like that. Um, yeah, okay, around, yeah, around then. Yeah. yeah and, and I, and I went in. Yeah. It was seven. Yeah. So I went in in 2013. Um, so, you know, the war was kind of coming to an end and we were pulling out and everything like that. So I didn't get to do all the, they announced stuff, Marsoc but, in 05 and then they officially reactivated Marsoc in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Yeah. Okay. We've, so, yeah, we've uh, years, dead but... down next to those dudes. 
Yeah, Those yeah, guys they're, are they're, horrible to, to fight with. <laughs> I, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't Dude. fuck the Marsoc Marine on my best day and his worst oh, day. Oh, Amtrackers don't give a fuck. It's called A <laughs> Battalion for a reason. Those motherfuckers are all alcoholics. They get some alcohol and they're like, let's go. Let's fight. Let's do it. Well, let's do I, it. No, I meant sober. I'll fight anyone drunk. But uh, Well, we had some Marsoc dudes who got yeah. kicked out. So they were all like yeah. gung-ho yeah. motherfuckers. It's crazy. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, early and, 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 and then the Marine life was, you, was for you. Yeah, I did. Um, it's just... I don't know. It just intrigued me and that's what I wanted to do. And uh, even throughout high school, you know, everybody's taking their ACTs and uh, was it SCTs, ACTs, whatever other, whatever crazy college thing that you need to do. They're applying for colleges or trying to get good grades. And I, I didn't do anything. I was like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to college. Why do I need to do this? Why do I need to do that? Why do I need to learn how to, uh, I did. Yeah. I had to take the ASVAB. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. uh, so yeah, I didn't take any of those tests. I, I, I don't like admitting this, but it's part of who I am and, you know, it's part of my growth. Uh, I graduated some of the lowest of my class. I want to, I want to say like I was in the bottom hundred of my class. Um, uh, if not, maybe bottom 50, uh, just cause like I didn't care in high school. Cause I was, school's not for me. Like I'm not going to school. I'm not going to college. Like I'm going to the Marine Corps In the Marine Corps. You don't need to learn biology um you don't need to learn you know all this chemistry or you know what happened in this book of romeo and juliet or whatever um so i didn't pay any attention to it so uh so yeah i just kept working and working and working up towards you know going to the marine corps uh joined the delayed entry program i think like like as soon as i turned 17 so like i was pretty much in the delayed entry program for almost a year and a half two years um like through my whole junior, my whole senior year of high school, like once a week, I was going to the recruiting office, working out with the guys, um, you know, the once a month pulley functions and everything like that. Um, Cause like, I just knew like, that's what I was going to do. And then uh, graduated uh, high school, uh, June of 2013, five days later, I was on the plane to San Diego, California. Nice. Wow. So that's, and how'd you like San Diego? How, how did that feel, by the way? Like you had waited so long to go to Marine Boot. I'm, I imagine you watched every movie you could. You watched, you consumed oh, yeah. just every anything and everything Marine Corps, right? And, and in preparation right, right, right. for this. And then you're the moment you're on a plane going to San Diego, California to beautiful Camp Pendleton. Like, well, we went so. So the recruiting for Marine Corps isn't part of it is at Pendleton, but it's uh right. it's actually it's- whenever you fly into the San Diego, like you look at MCRD San Diego. Right. MCRD uh, is yeah. is yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it's, you're, it's attached to the airport. <laughs> right. So you're yeah. flying into MCRD. It's it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. How does that like what is your, what's going through your mind? Uh, like kind of in shock or were you like, kind of, yeah, kind of like, oh, I was like, yeah. I was kind of surreal. I, I was like, uh, I mean, obviously I was still heavily motivated. Um, but then like, I was also, uh, waiting for the unknown, like, uh, you know, cause it's, you know, the unknown yeah. is scary, you know, cause you right. don't know what it is. Um, right. so, so, you know, yeah, obviously a, a little, uh, uh, nervous and cautious of the unknown, but ultimately like I was ready and I, and I knew, like that's where I needed to be. And all I had to do was make it three months and then I could go do 
kick down doors and go do cool guy shit. Um, right. Let me, did you, uh, when you, cause I, I had this thought running through my head cause I, I went to PI, but when we stepped off onto the yellow footprints, the guy came in and started yelling, the DI came in and started yelling on the bus, get the fuck off the bus. And you had to run in and go do your phone calls and stand on the yellow footprints and shit. <clears throat> when we got to do it like into a, a squad bay, um, and we were sitting there, I was like, man, when's it going to start? Like, when's it going to get tough? Like they're yelling, yeah. but it ain't that bad, bro. Like it, my it dad's yelled bad. more than this. And I was like, when's it going to yeah. kick in? And then yep. we meet the, it felt like a week, but I think it was like a few days, but you're sleep depriving you the whole time. So you don't know what time it is. There's no windows. Right. And you're sitting there and you're like, fuck, when is this going to get like tough? This feels like boy scout shit. And sure shit. Right after I said that to a couple people out loud, we got to we got to meet our uh our senior in our kill hats and mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. all hell broke loose were you yeah. kind of thinking that when you first got there you're like this ain't shit like all the stuff i watched this is cupcake stuff yeah the very very i was like i was i was doing the same thing you know uh you're you're making the phone call you're trying to read that little piece of paper while they're right here barking yeah. in your ear you know so you're trying to read this but you're also trying to listen to them and it's kind of throwing you off but i'm like man my my dad's yelled at me worse than this my my dad, you know, thrown me around the house worse than this. Like right, yeah. this, this, this ain't nothing. Like why people are always so traumatized about boot camp and like all these stories, you know, and other pulleys coming back after they graduate, you know, they always talk to, you know, the, the, the pulleys at the recruiting station, like, Oh man, it's tough. You know, da, da, da. or you read the right. letters from them while they're at boot camp. And you're like, I was like, I was like, man, these guys are pussies. Like this ain't, this ain't <laughs> shit. Like yeah. this, ain't, this ain't shit. And then sure enough, I, I think it's about a week uh, that you do all your in doc and everything like that, yeah. all the paperwork, you know, your your uh, yeah. your first physical fitness test sure and, every, and everything like that. Way before they chew it. <laughs> right, right, right. And then uh, and then same same thing. They uh, you know they get you all in your squad bay. You know you put all your stuff on your rack and then uh, you know you meet your, your senior and your your uh, kill hat, your your drill and everybody like and all the instructors. It's all that very formal, you know. I am, you know, satire and fuckface, you know, whatever. And then uh, you have, you know, the uh, uh, the officers leave, and then mm -hmm. right before they leave, and right before they leave, and the hatch slams, they said, "Senior drill instructor, you got him." And then like the hatch slams shut, and then you're like, it gets eerily quiet for a minute. Like he doesn't say right. anything; it just gets eerily right. quiet. And yeah. then you're like, oh fuck, this is this is it. And that then he goes, he, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that moment of, of clarity clicks in. You're like, oh fuck. No. But uh, but yeah, he he says, you that's know, his, his little speech. That's the that's that moment of silence that lets you think about your decisions leading up to that mm -hmm. moment. And it yeah it, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. About to say yeah. he he does his little intro speech, you know, and then uh, about five minutes later, all hell's breaking loose. You know, racks are getting ripped apart and thrown across the bed. Like you don't even know how to make a rack yet. And they're yeah. already completely just destroying us. And then, uh, you know, of course, we don't meet meet time hacks and stuff like that. So we get destroyed again. And, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, that's when it all clicked in. I was like, oh no, this this was this is as they fucking said it. This was. is real. Yeah, this is legit. <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred percent. So now you're a Marine, and what what did you what did you spend your time in the Marine Corps doing? Oh man, I mean, y'all are gonna love this, but I I absolutely hated it. Um, so I joined the Marine Corps. My contract was an O three eleven, kick down doors, go shoot people sure. in the face, you know, go do yeah. boogeyman shit. Um, right. so uh, Chuck Chuck will know this. You know, last day of a uh, boot camp, you know, your senior drill instructor has you in a school circle, and he goes, "Hey, Smuckatelli, you know, O three eleven, Camp Pendleton, California. You know, oh, you know, Lance Corporal Fuckface, you know, Chow Hall, whatever." 
Well, he gets to me and he goes, uh, 5811, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. I was like, the fuck? Raised my hand. I was like, uh, Staff Sergeant, that's, I'm supposed to 311. I don't, I don't know what a 5811 is. He goes, Welcome to the Marine Force. He goes, Welcome to the Marine Force. Sit down, shut the fuck up. I was like, fuck is a 5811 so <laughs> he, he breaks he breaks the school circle and asking other people and nobody in my platoon is a 5811 nobody uh so everyone's like i don't know what it is so you know i go bang on the hatch real quick and then uh, my kill hat pops out and uh you know i said i said hey sergeant you know i've been uh my contract was in 311 uh but staff sergeant said i'm now 5811 and i'm going to fort Leonardwood, missouri what what is that and how do i get my contract and he goes, you're a buddy fucker. Get the fuck away from me. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and he slammed, the, and he, <laughs> he slammed the door in front of me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, and, yeah, and he called me and, oh, and he called me a blue falcon. He's like, you're, you're yeah. a blue falcon, buddy fucker. Get the fuck away from me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then uh, finally, like, you know, later that night, I was able to talk to one of them. He goes, hey, man, you know, you're you're an MP. You're going to go to Fort Leonard Wood. I was like, that's not the contract I signed. And he goes, welcome, welcome to the Marine Corps, dude. Right. Well, Bro, they well, didn't even tell me when we, we that school circle. They didn't even tell me where I was going. They're like, hey, you're going to be going to um, uh, SOI and um, and uh, at Camp, uh, Camp Geiger in uh, North Carolina. Yeah, and then I go to Camp Geiger and I'm there for around, I don't know fuck like a month month and a half and we're getting ready to graduate uh mct or soi and i'm sitting there and they're like hey this is where you're gonna get ready to go because i had a, a contract under three different tiers it was either arty tanks or tracks and, they, and then they're like hey you're going to uh you're going back to california and i was like damn it i got fucking tracks so i didn't even find out until like three months after i graduated where i was going Oh damn, dude, that sucks. Yeah, at least I found out that that night. But I, but I was, I was like, that's not my contract. Like, that's not, that's not what I signed. Right. So you know, you, you told get me I could be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you get the ten day leave. Days. So I went. Yeah, so I went to uh, my recruiter. They and I was like, you. Yo, what the hell is this? And he goes, Hey, man, you know when you went in because uh, the summer of 2013, the government shut down. So we're pulling out of the war. You know, so we don't need as in many infantrymen. Um, government shut down, so that closes down a lot of jobs just naturally. Right. And uh, he goes, "You're not kicked back to us. You're already there, so we just gave you gave you the next thing that we needed." And I was like, "I got fucked." And he goes, "He goes, nah, man, dude." And then you know, of course, recruiters, you know, they're salesmen, so they're he's like, "Hey, man, it's cool. In two years, you can lap move, and then you can go back to infantry. Like it's it's cool, dude. Like." Just two years doing this, and then you can lap move and do whatever you want. I'm like, no. you know what, man? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. You know, whatever. Cool, cool. I can no. I'll make this work. You know, whatever. Nah. Yeah, that's the standard no. line they give you that is it translates not to how to, go the fuck. That is not how that works. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I love how he lies to your face so many times. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude. And, and every time you're like, you're like, he's I like, have some more. He's not, he's not lying. He's just you're, misrepresenting the truth. <laughs> yeah. You you can flat move in the Marine Corps. You can. You can. In theory. It is theoretically yeah. possible. Yeah. Oh, Some exactly. of those recruiters, man, they so, get so me. So here's the thing. Matt, it, for those of you listen to the locker room, you know Matt. Matt went in the Navy. <laughs> uh, Matt was going to – he was going to go into anti-submarine warfare. And he did. He was he was an airman. It, initially, they he was going to go in, and he was going to be the guy on the Sea King that would drop the torpedoes into the water to hunt subs, right? 
And that didn't work out. <laughs> but they said, but you can still be an airman, right? You're going to, so they, they got him and he was going to be landing and maintaining uh, helicopters off the deck of an LHD, right? So he gets assigned to uh, the, I still remember the ship, the USS Boxer. Uh, and it was an LHD and he did go to airman school and he was rated to land the aircraft on the LHD. But so was every other airman on the ship. And guess With what? Glow sticks. They didn't have any helicopters assigned to it. <laughs> so there was nothing to do if you were an airman. <laughs> so oh, yes, he did get his job, but no, he didn't do it because they, right. by the time they were scheduled to actually have any aircraft built and assigned to their ship, he would have been out. <laughs> so he would have had to realist to do his job. And then another buddy of mine, Lemuel, he went into the Navy and they said, he said, I want to be a fireman. They're like, yeah, we'll make you a fireman. Hull technician, that's like a fireman. Well, every job in the Navy is a fireman because every job yeah. learns how to fight fires. You have a, a, a fucking fire extinguisher that shoots foam and you're like, there you go. And I said, so what's a hull technician? He goes, a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> So if, if if you if you sleazy or anybody else listening to this podcast has been lied to by a recruiter, then you are among good company because the best of the best have been lied to by recruiters. Bro, oh, <laughs> mine straight yeah. up mine fucked me hard, dude. Hard because I originally had a contract to go into tanks and then I mm -hmm. left because I enlisted in California and then I left and went to Maine. And I was like, I'm just gonna enlist out there. Can you transfer my shit over? He's like, Yeah, no problem, bro. If you don't want to get fucked by a recruiter, join the ROTC, and you still might get fucked by a recruiter. Yeah. Fuck by the recruiter Did they put me in open contract? <laughs> I was like, just be glad well, that you, you got what you got versus fucking like Cook or S. Well, yeah, but I, I caught like it right before I left. And they were like, well, you can wait until the new year and then we can put you in. And I was like, I can't live with my family that long. That long. I'm going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. I was like, what can I do? And they're like, we can give you ground option. That's it. And you have a chance, a one in three chance of getting it. I was like, those are better odds in Vegas. Let's fucking roll it. Better well, than open yeah. contract. Bryce needs to go back and listen to the episode with, with Doc. Uh, because that poor bastard, he was a corpsman, right? Mm -hmm. he, he served. He was deployed as a corpsman. They don't need any more corpsmen. And so the Navy's like, get the fuck out. We're not reenlisting you as a corpsman. So he goes, well, I'm not done serving. So he joins the Marine Corps on an open contract as a corpsman. <laughs> and goes through boot camp as a corpsman, and when he gets out, they're like, "Oh, you need to go see the you need to go see the the, the commanding officer." It, he they would not give him his job, and the, the commanding officer was like, "You're a corpsman." Yeah. You're like, they ended up putting him in like media relations. Yeah, it's like a news broadcaster. <laughs> oh man, combat combat camp. Then he lateraled. He lateraled oh, over to my lateraled. job. Yeah, then he lateral oh, the track. Man. So anyway, yeah, so now you're a Marine. You 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 end up being an MP. Do you serve your whole time as an MP? Uh, all but uh, the last two years. So um, I got stationed in Beaufort, South Carolina. Um, uh, hmm. no, everybody in my uh, schoolhouse except for five of us all went field MPs. Um, and I was like, when I found out that we had field MPs, I was like, okay, cool. I can still at least you know deploy go kind of kick down doors and do shit um but no i got shafted again and became pmo in beaufort south carolina which is for people yeah. who don't know what beaufort south carolina is it's an air winger base slash retirement base slash mm -hmm. recruit depot 
So um, it it's it's where careers go to die and like finish and be done. And um, yours hadn't even started. It might have even started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a very very small base. Very very small base. But uh, but anyway, so uh, I was there for uh, two years, and uh, I caught order to go to a third LE, which is in Okinawa, Japan. Um, I took I want to say it was like three four weeks of leave. Um, yeah, about four weeks of leave uh, before uh, my two years in Japan. And uh, while I was home, uh, both my parents were killed by a drunk driver um, on their motorcycle. Yeah. So. Uh, Hey man, you know, it's life, no shit happens. But, um, I, uh, I, well, I also, so I got out to take care of my parents' estate and stuff like that, but I was also just pissed off at the Marine Corps because aside from getting shafted, you know, wrong job and then not getting to go to, uh, an LE battalion like I wanted to to begin with, um, the day before my 21st birthday, so, uh, September 11th of 2015. Um, and I caught orders, uh, April or yeah, April of 2016. So was that nine, five months, six, seven, yeah. eight months. Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, got, uh, arrested out in town for minor in possession by consumption 24 hours before my 21st birthday. Oh, um, what a and, up. well, so yeah, he was a dick, but it, he also so when I got pulled over because he let he watched me leave the bar on my bike and you know I was with some other guys and we were there for an EAS party but it was the day for my 21st birthday so I only had two beers I was like I'm getting rowdy tomorrow like I'm on the bike like I ain't doing nothing crazy let's just take it back to the bricks and we'll get fucked up at the bricks so uh heading home and he pulls me over for speeding five to ten miles over the speed and I was kind of like, like bobbing and weaving in my own lane like Bro, you can clearly tell. No, I don't know. It was a city cop. Um, uh -huh. But, like, you can intentionally tell that, like, I have full control over the bike. And, like, I am purposely, like, just, like, bobbing and dipping and weaving inside. And he got me for failure to maintain lane. Well, he called oh. the uh, uh, the duty on uh, the, the, the duty that was working. And uh, he goes, hey, man, you know, if duty comes and picks you up, I'll just scratch your ticket and you're out. I was like, all right, cool, dope. Well, he called the duty and the staff sergeant that was on duty said, nah, man, go ahead and take him to jail. Fuck so I got idea. shafted. So I got shafted by my own command. And this is the same staff sergeant the weekend before called in because he worked nights. Um, so he's, you know, the highest enlisted guy there. Um, he called in sick, went out in the town, got hammered, drunk, pulled over and had one of his corporals come pick him up. Command swept all that shit under the rug. But oh, yeah, he right. couldn't tell this cop to fucking throw me in cuffs. So uh, the command ended up NJPing me. I had just won a meritorious corporal board. So the same week I was supposed to pin corporal, I got demoted back down to PFC. Um, I was a lance corporal doing an E5, a sergeant's job daily. Um, yeah. Um, I was pissed. So when, when my parents' accident happened, um, uh, I got attached to uh, 4th, some artillery unit in Fort Worth. Um, fourth but something um and i would work at the recruiting office uh next to my house two days a week and uh the gunny there at the recruiting office he was like hey man you know they we have a hardship discharge that you could do and i was like what's that and he goes well you know you have a hardship right now you know you have to take care of your entire parents estate you know your little sister shit like that like we can apply for a hardship and the marine corps will essentially give you an honorable discharge and you can just terminate your contract yeah, now yeah. right yep and i was like 
done. I was like, fuck the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps has done nothing to me over the desk and put it in. I like, fuck the Marine Corps. I'm out. I'm done. Uh, so, uh, so that's what I did. So I got out, uh, September of 2016, um, on a hardship discharge. So now you're out, you're how old? Uh, 22. I just turned 22, uh, when I got out. And so for approximately 12 years of your life, you wanted to do nothing but ninja shit. Yeah. And you joined the Marine Corps to do fucking ninja shit and you don't get to do any right and so you still got the itch oh yeah man dude, i had the itch bad like uh as soon as i got out i started working for uh a guy doing chemicals out in the uh oil field um mm-hmm. making great, great money um but uh i still you know obviously wanted to go do do shit and i was like well i got buddies that have gotten out like they go work for triple canopy or uh at right. the time it was x and i and stuff like that um black water so, before, i think yeah, black yeah, water, yeah, black black water uh, before that. Yeah, PNCs, yeah, yeah. The, private military contract. Correct, correct. So uh, I was like, I'm just kind of hit these guys up and see, you know, with my training and back, you know, obviously, I know I'll be able to do some type of personal security or you know, high level detail of some sort. Um, so and, check when uh, I was talking up, they called those people mercenaries. Yeah, ah, they're not mercenaries. <laughs> I know they got, they got a cool term. name. I get it. It's an outdated term now. But, you know, for those of you that don't understand what I'm joking about is when I was growing up, a mercenary was a soldier for hire. That was it, right? Like you had military training and you could be hired. Now, it didn't mean you were being hired privately. You could be hired by a company. You could be hired by another government, right? A mercenary was a soldier who plied his trade for money and not for his country. So right, 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 right. that was why I was teasing Chuck earlier about, yeah, I know it's they're called mercenaries, right? That was, <laughs> the, the term has gone like we think of mercenaries now more like we think of the term hitman, right? Like a mercenary is this yeah. evil, like, you know, I'll, I'll fuck anybody up for money. And, and it really the a soldier of fortune used to, there was soldier of fortune magazine, right? So it, that was the term. Now they have cool names that, and they provide security for like, contractors government contractors because you know they they're better to get higher than than the military right. because the military right. doesn't want to stick their fucking feet in it and so they're like oh we'll just hire these these dudes with these cool names and right fuck it. Private exactly. Exactly. contractors you know all these yeah cool so yeah, you're right. looking at those kind of companies and uh, i was talking to um my uh girlfriend at the time uh soon to be uh fiance and uh, i was telling her you know like this is what i want to do and uh um i've been dating her though you know the whole time that i was in south carolina you know in the marine corps so she already knows you know um a lot about me and you know my personality and stuff but she was like uh at the time working in the oil fields you know i'd be gone two weeks home three days gone for you know a week and a half home for a week and then gone for four weeks home for three days and she was like, I, I can't live like that. Like, I need consistency. Like, I can't have you gone for so long, stuff like that. So I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, I guess that's fair. Like, uh, necessarily hey, agree with you. You know what? That you know. Is, better that than she pretends she's cool with it and cheats on you, right? Like, oh. it sucks, but <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah. You know, there's plenty of women who do the other. Well, I, I wish yeah. you would have just let me do it and then cheat on me because I just pit away all my hopes and dreams, moved across the country twice more just to cheat on me and leave me for 
See, well, somebody else anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I wish you would have let me. I wish you would have let me go to a fucking PMC. Like but, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna cheat on me anyway, at least let me go out and work for a private military contractor and get some fucking least, fun, and have the exactly. decency to cheat on me while I'm deployed like a normal bitch, like a normal human being. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, <laughs> but uh, so I was looking into it. It did, it didn't work out, you know, because she said no. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And this is now we're kind of running on, you know, December. So three months after I got out and uh, I mean, I was missing the Marine Corps bad. Like I'd already like taken care of my parents' estate and uh, what they don't, they institutionalize you so much in the Marine Corps that they don't, they don't show you or tell you how good you have it in there. Even when you're getting fucked over all the time, how good you have it in there. And then whenever you get out, it's literally like this big old blanket is taken off of you and you're exposed to the real world. And the the real world sucks. It fucking sucks. Like after you've been institutionalized and having, you know, a guaranteed roof over your head, like no matter what you do, you have a room to sleep in. You have fucking, you know, electricity. You have all this shit. You have a guaranteed meal time of the day. Because yep. you can you can go do uh mid rats. So technically you can do four meals a day for free. Yep. And everything that you need is on base. A free gym, you know, work, like everything. Yep. Um, free dental, free healthcare, free eye care, everything. To where yep. your only bill is your phone. Want to complain? There is a yeah. place where you can go get all that stuff. There is, man. And, yeah. and 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 you don't realize like how good you have it until it's all taken away. So yeah, I'm sitting there you know, worried about money, you know, um, how I'm going to keep the lights on for me and my, uh, I, uh, I was getting ready to get engaged and girlfriend. And, um, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going back to the Marine Corps. Like I can't do this. So, um, uh, I'd already been spitballing the idea to her kind of like testing the waters, you know, kind of like dipping my toes in it, like seeing what her responses were. And, uh, so when I, uh, asked her to marry me, she literally looked at me and she on one condition. I was like, well, she's like, we don't go back to the Marine Corps. And I was like, okay, sure. Oh, so, oh man. Yeah, so, dude. Yeah. Man. Okay. So we've yeah. learned a lesson yeah. here, boys and girls. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't marry or stay with women who make you choose between your career path and their yeah. vagina. 100%. Yep. 100%. You know what's the woman that is like, hey, honey, w- go overseas, kill the bad guys, and when you come home, I will have fresh baked bread and uh, uh, yeah. nice warm warm covers for you to crawl under with me. And then But see, totally when, you, when you get older, you actually get women like girl. that, but when you're younger and you're, you're, when you're young yeah. in the Marine Corps... Yeah. If they're all children, they're like they're they're, they're, I mean, they're young women. They're not children, but nowadays yeah. you're looking like those are fucking kids, bro. Like, yeah, like they don't yeah. have the well, maturity kids are level differently like, today. It used to be yeah. like a nineteen year old, eight, twenty year old girl could, you know, bear a child, manage a house, balance a checkbook. Like, right, right. But, but yeah, and you're you're hundred percent right. Like now, like I'm meeting women that you know, because I, who who are completely okay with that. They're, they're like, yeah, yeah, go do your thing. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, and you're like, wait a minute. Did you exist but, but, back in 2016? Exactly. But then they're like, they're like, hey, but when you're home, you're taking you're care home. of a couple of things first before right. right. Before you get before before you get this hot food, before you get these, you know, yeah. uh cuddles and all like that, you're gonna take care of me first. Then we'll start taking care of you again. No, it's I amazing when done. you have a woman I can, I can who do that. Is 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 willing to to 
well, a partner, let's put it that way, who is literally to let you be you and embraces like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And they're not constantly going, well, that's, that doesn't work for me. And I know my worth. If the, the first, the first time boys and girls, you hear a prospective partner tell you they know their worth fucking run, run. Anybody that tells you they're being selfish. They're the end. They are overvaluing themselves. Guaranteed. Yeah. And, and those are the, the ones who are more likely to fucking skip out on you or cheat on you oh, yeah. because you're like, well, you weren't oh, going to yeah. take care of me. I was lonely. I needed someone. You're like, no, you're just not mature enough to just be a fucking grown ass woman. Right. And another thing is funny when you got out and you're like pining to go back in. I was the same fucking way, except I went to the Marine Corps recruiter. I was like, I'm going back. Uh, I'm on terminal leave. I didn't even make it. I was on terminal for 45 days. I couldn't even make it two weeks. And I was like, nah, fuck yeah. this. I want to go back in. Went to the recruiting station and they're like, well, you have a lot of tattoos, bro. And I was like, well, yeah, I got all of them. I was in except for one. And they're like, uh, is it in your medical record? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Probably not. They didn't care. And they're like, well, the tattoo policy. I was like, I, I, I'm currently in. I'm, I'm still in the Marine Corps. Yeah, yes, I have these, are, these are not new tattoos. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I haven't where got any. Where do you think I got them from? Yeah. I was like, I've been out for two weeks, and they're like, "Yeah." And then so they looked at everything, and then they made me jump through the the the, the hopes the the rings and in hopes of going back to the core. And it took me around three months to get my uh, SRB from Muskegee when that's where it first goes and you get out. And as soon as I got it, I, I walked back in. I was super pumped, and I, I hand it to them. They look at it and they go, ah, "Bro, your tattoos aren't in here. Sorry." Due to the tattoo policy and the reduction of force, we can't let you in. But you can try next door at the army. And I was like. Fuck you guys, bro. Fuck you guys. So I went to the army yeah. and the army was like, yeah, we really don't have much unless you just want to go and be like, try to go a, um, a ranger. And I'm like, so infantry, if I don't make it, and they're like, yeah, I was like, what's the attrition rate? And they told me, I was like, there's no fucking way, dude. Like, yeah, that's hard. Guys don't make that shit on their first try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. Let's say oh, so. Right. Yeah. So like, uh, so, you know, fa- fast forward, you know, uh, didn't, uh, got engaged, got married. Um, uh you know how that kind of on, yeah we know how it turns out yeah um and uh you know i kind of put my hopes and dreams um you know in the closet and locked the door thinking you know because my partner doesn't want it so you know it is what it is you know what's best for us not what's best for me right uh, because you're moved, handling marriage the way you're supposed to correct uh so moved to tennessee uh she didn't like it there so we moved back to south carolina which i didn't want to do but did it for her uh was there for two years and uh she ends up leaving me for uh this cop that she was working with uh another reason why i don't oh damn <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh but anyway so uh this is a uh, december of 19 and uh literally oh I'm yeah really, not much back. is going on in the world then no no nothing no nothing uh, so, so i yeah, so I uh, I moved back home to Texas, and I was like, you know what, I don't I don't have this whore with me anymore. I'll go back to the Marine Corps. Like it's happening. So I did. I walked I walked into the recompass and I said, uh, said, hey, I need to talk to a prior service recruiter. And uh, the recruiter was like, yeah, how can I help you? And I was like, look, like I I got out. You know, this was my discharge, discharge day, type of discharge. You know. I have paperwork proving that my hardship is 100% over. I want to go back into the Marine Corps. Um, and the same same thing. He looked he looked at my he looked at my arms and he goes, uh, "Got got tattoos." And I was I was like, "Yeah," but same thing. I was, I was like, "But I got them when I was in, you know." Um, but it's, it's fine. He goes, "Well, are they documented?" And I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "My 
my command didn't really document shit. So I don't, I don't know, probably not, but like, whatever, like, who cares? It doesn't shouldn't matter. Yeah, you probably didn't know that you needed, like, you were like, document, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we're about to say, when we're in nobody the recall, like, we, don't, we don't, nobody thinks about like, oh, let's document this to make sure this is, you know, nobody yeah, does you that. You gotta update my personal file. Nobody gives Ex- a exact, ex- Exactly. So uh, he was like, hey, man, if that's not in your SRB, there's no way we'll touch you. And he, I was like, mm-hmm. fuck. And he goes, he goes, hey, man, but the Army and the Navy, they'll take you if, if you're dead set on going back. And I was like, dope. I'll go be a corpsman. That way I can go inside and still be with the boys. Like, super right, easy. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was like, I have a, I have a small, you know, uh, attraction for medicine. Um, I'll get to do that. And then I can go do uh, go Greenside, and then um, you know I can go Marsock and go be a corpsman for Marsock and stuff like that. So I can still go do boogeyman shit. And right. uh, so I go next door to the Navy, and uh, I was like, I was like, hey, I need to talk to a prior service recruiter. And there's like packed full of recruiters in there, and um, the prior service recruiter is like standing right in the middle. He goes, Yeah, I mean, how can I help you? I like, Look, dude, uh, you know I'm a Marine. I served from this day to this day. You know I got out because of this. Uh, I want to go in and I want to go Corman. I know you can't guarantee me a greenside contract. You know, I have to, I have to work my way into that, but uh, I at least, I at least want to um, go, go be a Corman active duty. And he goes, ah, oh, man, you know, I don't, I don't have anything active duty right now. I only have reserve stuff. And then uh, once you're in the reserves, you can lap move over into an active duty and then get a, a, a Corman contract. I looked at him dead in his face. I was like, I told you I'm prior service. I'm not some kid off the block. Right. Don't lie to me. Don't treat me like I'm fucking stupid. Let's start <laughs> over. And I literally in front of like everybody, in front of his peers, everybody, I was like, let's start over. I would like to have a prior service recruiter sign me up for a corpsman position. He goes, hey, man, I'm telling you, all I have is reservists and corpsmen aren't. We don't have reserve corpsmen, so you'll have to pick a different job, go to the reserves. And then he flat move over. And I looked at him like, are you fucking stupid or death? I know you have more things than just fucking reserves. Let me do what I want to do. Like, it's not hard. You need numbers. I'm your number. Like, I know how this recruiting right. game. I did, it. I did it for six months when I was processing out. You need numbers. I'm a number. Let's make it happen. And he, he, goes, he goes, the best I can do is reserve. I was like, all right, man, I'm going to the Army. Fuck off. And so I did. I walked out. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I was like, I don't don't sit here and lie to me and try to right. sell me like I'm some he, kid right off the block. Yeah, he could have put you active reserve, so you'd have been active in reserve depot, right. and then you could have attached to like Anglico, which is like mm-hmm. the Ford observers and stuff, or done something like right. that. Like he No, nah, but he meant like straight just, straight reserves. He's late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you yeah. ultimately don't go back in. Yeah, so don't go back in. Um, and at that time, all like I just went back to Texas. You know, I was uh, getting back with family and friends. You know, kind of having a good old time. You know, I was just partying out here. You know, just doing doing my thing in Texas and having a good old time. So I was like, you know what? If I could, it's not meant to be. It's not to be. I'll figure I'll figure life out. And then um, you know, I was uh, moved down to College Station. I was getting ready to go to uh, Texas A&M uh, for uh, um, for veterinarian school, actually. And, uh, that's when I saw everything. Well, I saw the build up beforehand and I was living with, uh, uh, one of my buddies who, um, was a, uh, um, 
a Navy veteran, and we're sitting there watching news and stuff like that, and we'll talk about. I'm like, bro, Russia's Russia's going to do a mass invasion. Like, right. you don't you you're not already at war with somebody and then bring all these troops to their border and do military training just to send them all the way back across the country again. Oh, dude, as soon as I saw that Z, the Russians were painting on all their shit, I'm like, I don't know what it means, but it means something, and it's going to fucking kick off. Like, that was my, oh, no. It's If if the troops are, like, as soon as as you write fucking personal messages on a bomb, that bomb's getting sent. Right. Oh, as soon as you start, as soon as you start throwing playing cards in the freaking helmet band, right? As soon as you like, there are certain behaviors where like shit's getting real, and one of those things is when 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 soldiers start marking up their shit with weird symbols that don't mean anything to anybody but them. But them, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so it was like a week later, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're I'm sitting there, I was like, it's gonna happen. Like when it happens, I don't know, but like it's 100 gonna happen. So like I already had like telegram channels that you know for us from keeping up with different things around the world going on. Um that I was watching. Buddies that are still PMCs and yeah, yeah. You still know people. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Like I had a I had a buddy, um he he was with the YPG over in Syria, you know, doing doing that kind of shit and stuff. And uh, so so you know, just to keep up with different people and, and things. But uh, then you know, February twenty uh, fourth happened, or the the night of the twenty third for us. But uh, um, yeah, February twenty fourth happened, and I was watching it all break loose, and uh, it was wild to watch. And uh, sitting there watching it and then instantly opening up my Telegram channels and stuff like that, I just instantly thought, I was like, that's it. That's 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 my golden ticket. That's This is my chance to go do what I've been wanting to do my whole life right here. Right. Boom. This right. is it. Like, I, I can't let this opportunity pass me up because if I let this opportunity pass me up, I will never get this opportunity again. And then right. no matter which way the war goes, whether you, Ukraine wins or Russia wins, I don't want to be sitting on my on my you know porch with my grandkids one day regretting that I didn't do something. No matter how minuscule or how big I did something, I didn't want to regret the fact that I didn't go over there and at least try. Um, so I made that decision right there. And I was like, I'm going. This is it. And uh, – so I did. I uh, started calling um, uh, different buddies that were still doing. I only had like I think two two buddies doing PMC work at the time. Um, right. Everybody else, you know, I mean, twenty eight at the time, twenty seven at the time, twenty eight, twenty seven at the time. Uh, so you know, everybody's kind of getting older and kind of wrapping up their cool guy shit and starting right. to settle down with families and everything. I still have two over there, so I'm I'm calling them. I'm like, I'm like, hey, does your company have any contracts going over there? Uh, or do you know of a company that does have contracts going over there? And both of them uh, were like, nah, man, our company doesn't. We don't know any companies that are going over there. Um, he goes, uh, but actually both of them, they, uh, they both said, you know, if you choose to go over there, be safe because it's fucking wild, man. It is. Oh, yeah. It's wild. And I was like, you know, but that's what all your boys always say. Hey, man, do what you're going to do, but be safe. You know, it's wild. Right. Uh, so that's kind of what I chalked it up until I got over there and I experienced it. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. How, how did you get to link up with um, 
with the Ukraines over there? How, how are you able to get over? Because what I was knows looking, we were keeping tabs on everything through like the podcast and everything. They were saying, hey, you know, we don't need outside people. And if you do come, you need to go through boot camp or whatever over there. How are you able to get a hold of someone over there? Or did you just fly into the country and said, if you need me, I'm here? Or was there some sort of like workup prior towards it to like, yeah, so all your I'm sure people want to know the channels you went through to actually yeah. end up serving. Because let's face it, there were there was a moment where the Ukraine said, "Hey, if you guys want to come help, International Legion." What's that? Yeah, the, yeah. Zelensky opened up the International Legion and created right. for foreigners to come help. Right? Yeah. Yep. Got it, so got it. Um, I have a very crazy story how I got over the link up and started doing doing my thing. Um, I probably have one of the I'm not going to say the craziest because I'm sure there's crazier stories than mine, but uh, mine's definitely probably on the top of the arc. So um, well, let me ask you this. As we cl- as yep. we close out our first part one, yep. do we have time to get it into our part one? Uh, how long we got? Uh, we got about, well, we got to close out. So we yeah. got about five minutes. Yeah, I can write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. I can. Okay. All right. Easy. So, so we're, here's, here's what we're going to do, audience. We're going to cover how, uh, how Bryce gets to Ukraine. And then we're going to end part one. And you'll have to come back next week for part two. So, yeah, perfect. All right, Bryce. Go yeah, ahead. So, so Zelensky opens up the, uh, the International Legion. And I was like, Perfect. That's it. Because I, I too, I was wondering. I was like, "How am I going to get to Ukraine? How am I going to get to a unit? Like, how am I, how am I doing this?" So he opened up the National Legion, and I was like, "Boom! That's that's how I go." Um, so the process was to contact an embassy in your country, uh, fill out basically an application, and send in your resume, and they will provide the details on what to do next. So that's what I did. You know, I uh, filled out their application. I submitted my DD-214 as well as a brief synopsis of all of my qualifications from being in the Marine Corps, different training schools, stuff like that. Um, Sent it off and I waited. About a week goes by and I didn't hear anything. I was like, you know what? They're getting flooded with people from all over the world, all over the country. They're just one small embassy. I'm going to submit it again. So I submitted it again and another week goes by and like, well, towards the middle of this week, I still haven't heard anything. I'm like, I have to figure out another way to get over there. Like this war is going to be over before I ever get there. Um, so I do every, little did you know, <laughs> it's still yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, yeah, so I do what every logical person does and go to Reddit. You know, because Reddit has all the correct answers. No so, shit. You're not even joking. Reddit <laughs> is like there. There's they talk about the dark web. Reddit <clears throat> is the the slightly dim web, like it's like gray. Yeah, like it's gray. It's because gray web. Yep. There's some shit on Reddit, man. Yeah. So I did. So I go on Reddit, and I, you know, I'm starting. And at this time, I had no idea how to use Reddit. Like I'm actually having a buddy show me how to use Reddit while I'm searching these answers and asking these questions. So um, somehow uh, on one of the chat groups or something, uh, I get in contact with somebody and he goes, hey, this is the number for a uh, Ukrainian commander fighting in Ukraine. Uh, contact, him. <laughs> Con- contact him 
and he'll help you get over there. And I was like, all right. So I did. Boom. Instantly, you know, pulled up. I love the that you're like, fuck it. I'm good. You want to meet in the dark alley? Fine. Let's Dude. do it. <laughs> but uh, wow. so, yeah. So, I, so, so, you know, I got on signal and I, you know, I, I shot him a note. I said, uh, I said, Hey, you know, this is who I am. I'm looking for this person. And uh, he goes, yeah, this is me. Was, you know, and I'm already doing like some brief OPSEC stuff on just on my end. Um, I, I said one thing to him of like what his name was, but I was like, Hey man, can I get your full, um, the other, other piece of information I already had. And he goes, yeah, man, this is it. How can I help you? And I was like, I was like, all right, cool, dude. You're hundred percent the person I need to talk to. Right. I was like, uh, I gave him, I gave him a brief synopsis of who I was, my qualifications, what I was wanting to accomplish. And, uh, he said, buy a plane ticket to Poland. Go to this safe house. He gave me an address to a, a place in Poland. Go to this safe <laughs> house. Let me know when you get. Let me know when you get there, and once you get there, we'll help you get across the border into Ukraine and into a unit. And I was this like, is man, like this is sketchy you. as fuck. Like, there's no way this is hey, real. Like, this hey, is sketch. you wanted boogie. You wanted boogeyman shit. This is it, <laughs> right? You right? said so, boogeyman uh, shit. This is how fucking boogeyman shit works. Everybody wants to do boogeyman shit until it's time to do boogeyman shit. Facts, man. So, uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to ask some soft questions to where he won't give a too much offset because he doesn't know who I am. Like, he's not just gonna fucking give me all this information. But I also need a little bit more information for me to say fuck it and go. And uh, after talking, you know, we we exchanged, you know, four or five messages, and uh, I was like, hey, man, like, I'm sorry to, you know, bother you. Like, you know, I know you're in the middle of a war and you're. Uh, commander right now um, yeah I you're in the middle of the war like, but yeah right so i was like but I, I guess i'll just let you know when i get there so uh i literally I, I sat there and i looked at my phone and i was like fuck it what's the worst that's gonna happen i die all right whatever like, i die mm-hmm. essentially let, you're kind of setting at up least, at that. least i'm gonna have a cool fucking story about it so uh, right. that's what I did. I bought a I bought a plane ticket to Poland and uh, went to this uh, safe house, which was uh, a little hotel in like this little bitty village right on the border of uh, Ukraine and Poland. Uh, crazy cool little hotel, super nice people. They actually let us spend the night for free in this loft above their um, like dining room area is where crazy. where we stayed. And uh, yeah, so that's that's how I got to Poland. And then uh, the commander never messed back. I get there, I'm, I'm messaging him, I'm calling him, no replies, no answers, no nothing. And uh, was he yeah, K? That's, I don't know. So don't know you basically is, get there, and now you're just sitting there like, what the fuck? Yep. And so what yep. really happens next? And I assume we're going to get into that in part two. So, so. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, yeah, well, I, I think that's a perfect ending spot, you know, because uh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about, you know, who I linked up with to get into Ukraine and, uh, yeah, and then know, we get some fucking Ukraine stories. Yeah. So yeah, here's what yeah. we do. Normally we let our guest pick uh the dedications for the episode. And I know, I know Bryce, you're gonna have people you want to dedicate your episode to. So yeah, I thought what man, we would 100%. do is we've had we've had a loss in the Marine Corps family. Um, so for part one, we'd like to Chuck and I would like to dedicate we have somebody uh, or a group of Marines we'd like to dedicate uh, this episode to. And then for part two, we'll have uh, Bryce dedicate the episode to who he would like to dedicate it to. Does that work for you? Man, that works perfect. Perfect. Awesome. So, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of times because it's cops, 
that are getting killed on a regular basis. Uh, a lot of our episodes are unfortunately dedicated to cops uh, that have uh, passed away or died in the line of duty. Um, sometimes firefighters. Uh, it's weird. In it's a it's technically peacetime, and yet um, when we have a loss of life in the military, it's it oftentimes is just not one or two, but it's it's many. And in in this case, we have. Uh, some Marines that we would like to dedicate this episode to who recently lost their lives. Well, this one's not the Marines because the Marines, it was three of the Marines that they lost their lives in um, Australia. This oh, we're, we're not, this, in, is, this is in Japan. This is the six in Japan. And these were uh, air force. Uh, Airmen. Air force forces. Yeah, uh, got it. Okay. So, um, but we did not Marines. These are the air force in Japan, right? We did do the dedication for the Marines in, in Australia a while back ago. Got it. Okay. But also this will go out to them as well because We'll just tag up with it because these two Osprey crashes happened pretty close together. Um, the first one was three, three Marines were killed um, in, in Australia um, in an Osprey. And this one in, now is in Japan and it's Air Force recovers bodies of six airmen killed in an Osprey crash in Japan. The Air Force Special Operations Command said Thursday it has recovered the remains of six of the eight service members who were lost when the Osprey crashed off the coast of Japan last week, adding... Um, it is now focused on recovering the two bodies still missing in the aircraft debris. The Osprey crashed on November 29 during a training mission. Ospreys had a number of crashes, including in Japan, um, where they are used at as U.S. and Japanese military bases. And the latest has uh, rekindled safety concerns. Well, no, yeah, no shit. Um, and then... Uh, goes on saying three bodies of the newly recovered from the sunken wreckage uh, Tuesday, rising the total number of remains of the Air Force has recovered to six of the Osprey eight crew members. The Osprey said um, the Air Force said the search continues for the remains of the two crew members who are still unaccounted for it. The depth of the sorrows is immeasurable. Lieutenant General Tony uh, Bernerfind, who heads the Air Force Special Operations Command, said in a statement announcing the names of the crew, the honorable service of these eight airmen to this great nation will never be forgotten as they are now among the giants who shape our history. Um, U.S. Air Force Major Jeffrey T. Horniman, 32. U.S. Air Force Major Eric V. Spendlove, 36. U.S. Air Force Major Luke A. Unrath, 34. U.S. Air Force Captain Terrell K. Brayman, 32. U.S. Air Force Tech Sergeant Zachary E. Lavoie, 33. U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant Jake M. Turnage, 25. U.S. Air Force Senior Airman Brian K. Johnson, 32. U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant Jake M. Gallagher, 24. We will never forget the service and the commitment of these airmen, Air Force Chief of Staff General David said, Allen said in a statement Tuesday. We will always honor their devotion to our country, and we will ensure the families of the fallen receive their respect, care, and support they deserve. Well, uh, rest easy, brothers. We got it from here. And uh, we'll keep dedicating our episodes as long as there are people to dedicate them to. Um, Bryce, you, let's, uh, you, you can uh, stick around. We'll do uh, a part two that, for next week. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, we're going to we're gonna take a break. We'll, we'll, well, we're going to take a break. You guys are going to stop listening. Uh, and you can sit there and <laughs> wait for a week. So count up the hours and then... We'll know what happened, but you guys have to wait a week to find out what happened. So until our next episode, come home with your shield or on it.